Welcome to the Bayou City Soccer Podcast. Whether inside or outside the loop, we are talking everything soccer in Houston. Y'all ready? Let's get it. Houston, welcome to another episode of the Bayou City Soccer Podcast. My name is Rudy Segura, and tonight it's just me and Rodrigo. Man, Rodrigo, how you been, dude? I've been good. How's everybody? All the listeners out there, shout out. Hope y'all are good. Man, I think if you did not wake up on the what's it called with the right foot, you didn't you didn't do it right, man. Especially with with Dynamo doing so well. Um, but not. man, you know, obviously we're gonna definitely focus our time talking about the U.S. Open Cup, talking about the Dynamo and kind of where it's all going. But um, just start off with you know if you guys need to connect with us, check out Bayou City soccer.net check all our social medias under by city soccer make sure you follow subscribe uh like rate review man it's all very helpful uh and thanks so much for the support that you guys give us man if you feel like buying us a beer check out our website there's a link there that you can give us a little tip a little donation uh that goes a long way so uh you know in case uh you guys are interested in and helping out uh, the soccer community and uh, help us cover the game, fans being fans type of stuff. Men, feel free to reach out and do that. And and also, word of our, you know, obviously our sponsor, Senate Avenue, men, make sure to check them out. They're out there in Jersey Village and 290 and Bellway 8. Uh, Andrew and his gang, man, will take care of you. They have great beer, really good food. Rodrigo, you're down here. We need to go out there, man, because... Uh, so you can check it out. Um, I'm sure we'll start brewing something, and hopefully, if it all goes well, maybe we can go over there and watch the U.S. Open Cup final, since we probably won't be able to fly to that game. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But uh, yeah, so make sure you check out Senate Avenue. Go give them uh, a you know, go try them out. They're again great facility. Uh, you will love it. Um, go out there for the EPL as well. Houston Dynamo, Houston Dash. And if not, you know, if you just want to watch the Astros or the Texans, go out there and watch it, man. That's for sure. Check them out at Senate Avenue. And if you wanted to be a, one of our sponsors, we, we would definitely would love to take more sponsors in. So, you know, if you have a business you want to promote or you just, you know, there's something that you want to promote, let us know. And we would love to get in touch with you and, you know, maybe – you be, can become one of our proud sponsors of the show and of IC Soccer. But Rodrigo, man, lots of soccer. Obviously, last weekend, um, it all started with the Houston Dash. They ended up playing at home, uh, ended up drawing the match late in the game, basically. Rescuing a point. Yeah, rescuing a point, man. Maria Sanchez hadn't had the best game, and she was able to find that tying goal that Gives a little bit of a, I don't know if it's uh <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if it's necessarily the That's... best thing ever, but it's better than zero. So that, yeah, a little bit of hope. The standings are still not looking all that great. They're still standing in ninth place. Yeah. There's only, you know, about five points away from the sixth place that makes it into the playoffs, but it, it's, it's such a tight race in this matchup that, you know, you don't have, I I guess there's six games left, so you don't you shouldn't be dropping home or points at home. I'm sorry. And now the Dash are back at home Saturday against Casey Kern, who 
basically lately has been trashing them. So we're hoping that the Dash can get together, get points, vital points. This is your basically you have oof. Two more <laughs> home games. Two more home games. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's crazy. So Three out of the six, away games uh, yeah, in a row. So that's that's, that's going to be the tough one. Yeah. So that's going to be rough. But but yeah, man, a, that that's a game that uh, maybe you know what I may make it out to that game. I don't know. Maybe it'd be a good one to go to, being that there's only two more left. But yeah, man, definitely buy some tickets. Go, you know, support the dash. The ladies really need all the support they can get as they try to make it into the playoffs. That is for sure. And then obviously the other game that took place was uh Houston Dynamo. Those um they went out to the west and visited San Jose Earthquakes too. A game that they looked like they had, man, Rodrigo. They looked they were in top of it. They looked great. And it came all crashing down with a four three beat against San Jose taking that game. Um and now they'll be playing against Galaxy 2 this weekend um on sunday night so it be at home we may actually we probably have tickets for that if you're interested and you listen to this podcast reach out to one of our social medias and we'll hook you up with tickets um for that match but rodrigo i mean the those are still looking good they still you know obviously in a in a good area to qualify for the playoffs man but again you you know they have three games out of the five remaining at home, so you can't drop any points. Yeah, I mean the 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 boys, um, boys to men, um, yeah, they've been trying to hold it down. They had a pretty good streak going, and uh, um, just happened to somehow collapse on this one after going up three one. Yeah, a little a little rare to see. Every time we see them, you know, score a lot of goals, they really haven't, you know, been dropped the ball you know for lack of words as bad as they did on this match but again Kenny Bundy and his boys will try to continue to push to get to the playoffs and just keep that momentum going and you know making it back-to-back seasons uh and then we move to the very extremely joyful tense dramatic stressful game that we got to see during the week that is the Houston Dynamo taking on the Real Salt Lake U.S. Open Cup match. Rodrigo, you were there, so let's just get man your uh, your feelings on the atmosphere. Or, you know, what did you enjoy about the game before we move into breaking it down a little? Uh, yeah, I mean the adver- like you know me, me and you were kind of talking off offline before this, but the atmosphere was great. You know, even though I wish it would have been more sold out than it was. I feel like the supporter group were actually showed up and they made noise um, all around our, the fans as well. Um, everybody was kind of joined together, um, actually being loud, which to me, that's, it's it surprises me sometimes because, you know, seeing the games that people are actually excited for, it's the big stars, you know, when they come here, the LA Galaxy, the... Um, um, LAFC, those kind of teams. I'm sure Messi's here. It will definitely be sold out. Everybody and their mom would be there. And um, with this one, you know, being a real solid lake, not being the most popular team, the most prettiest team, um, we still had a pretty good crowd showing, you know, to support this. 
maybe had to do something with the fact that if we win, we're gonna most likely could be going against Inter Miami since you know prior to that game. Well, you know, people didn't really know who was gonna be the finalist. We I think we all kind of suspected it was gonna be Miami just because of the run that they had and how they've started, I guess, their season now with Messi and uh company. But man, the game, you know, out there taking pictures with our boy Billy. It's it's kind of hard because you do want to get into the game and you want to celebrate the good moments or bad moments or, you know, shout. But now you got to stay, stay calm, stay where you're at. And uh, atmosphere was great. You know, we got a good shots, good um, of the player celebrations. And overall, you know, you just get to enjoy the, the game a little bit more, especially when the stakes are this high going into our, what would this be? Is it our third? Uh, final U.S. Open Cup final. I think it's the second. Second. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why I thought we lost one. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, I guess our second one, and um, hopefully we can take it away from Messi. But if you want to get, yeah, and I mean, game, to start, you know, you looked at the lineup, and it was a copy paste from the last matchup uh, on the last weekend. Big win too. Uh, the five zero win, and the only difference was the goalie Tarbell, who has been playing, believe all the U.S. Open Cup games. So you know he he was given that opportunity to compete, um, as the starting goalkeeper. And you know you look at at the team and and on paper it was going to be a tight match no matter what. Real Salt Lake has been doing really good. I mean, they hadn't lost a game since like early June, I think, or even May. It's been a long time since they had seen a defeat. Uh, and then when they uh, were able to sign um, Chicho Arango, you know, the striker, uh, just helped the team to finally be able to find, you know, a, a, or get a goal scorer, something that they were missing. They play very well. They defend very well. And having the ability to find a pure striker that, you know, knows the league. Um, we, every, you know, if you follow MLS, you know who he is. He's a guy, you know, that ran it at LAFC, helped them win, a, you know, a championship. So it's a guy that had a lot of value to bring. And again, he was just making this good team even better. And, you know, if you come into this match, um, you know, you knew it was going to be tough no matter what. And so, Seeing the players for Houston do what they did was pretty amazing. And I mean, Rodrigo, we'll just start right away with the goals, man. I mean, it, it, it was a hard-fought game. You were on the side where the first goal happens. Technically, there's a second goal, right? But in the 45th minute, you know, with five minutes added on, you get Acha Acha to get the team, um, you know, take get the lead for the team, scoring a pretty good goal. Um, big celebration from him. And uh, just your thoughts on that, on that first goal, man, the euphoria, I guess, that it cost. Yeah, I mean, everybody erupted. Obviously, you know, being right there where the supporter group is, it's loud. It's It looks nice, you know, the, what do you call it, the smoke that they kind of do, the show, all that kind of stuff is good. The flag. But, yeah, the flag. Um, Everything, you know, if you haven't been to a game, it really gets... It's a nice atmosphere, you know. I wish, like I mentioned earlier, I wish it was bigger. I wish more people would come out. And definitely, you know, if you like soccer, if you just want to support the team, yes, they're doing well. But even when they're not, you should go out there. 
it's fun. Um, you'll have lots of fun. Yes, it's hot, but it gets a little bit cooler. So it, it's it's an it's nicer, um, especially this time around, as yeah. the you know temperatures are kind of dropping a bit. Uh, but yeah, just everything leading up to the goal, man. Like, it's I love you know watching the the game live instead of on TV or anything like that because you see all the movement and um, Quinones, you know everything he's been doing. This is one of those players that he's young, and I don't know if he's just so used to watching players at a high level and trying to mimic them, because he's one of those players that I see him being on the touchline all the time, like just Mm -hmm. stuck to it, which is great because other players tend to start creeping in, 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 and then, you know, a defender will just kind of catch up to you real quick you know, pulls you in, you don't do much. But being on the outside, most defenders are not going to go and follow you because they'll leave a pretty big gap open. But the mo- the momentum and the passing between him, Basi, Herrera on that side was honestly one of the best I've seen. And, you know, leading up to the goal, obviously it was kind of, um, I guess, a lucky bounce at Herrera, or if, not lucky bounce, but it got to it fell on his feet and you know he was able to pull it up uh, put it away but just the things that go outside of creating the place creating the shots um they're you know the dynamo i think me and billy were talking about like this is the most we've seen the dynamo actually shoot um yeah just towards goal really because I, I think they had over like 20 that 30, something 30, shots so, yeah 30, 30, 30 shots crazy and yeah. then i it was funny we were joking around because I remember seeing like 20 something shots and I'm like I'm pretty sure only five been on target and yeah we checked it was like six at the time but obviously they ended up with a higher on target rate but sometimes you know how they've been playing against Portland how they've been playing or how they played last night against uh, Real Salt Lake there's times that they just do need to take shots I mean they've been playing like nice and fancy and what do you call that that champagne football um with the heel passes the little wall passes side to side kind of thing but when you're in front of a goal I feel like a lot of players been hesitating Basi one of them um Coco at times Herrera's the only one that he just says F it take a shot you know and he tries it either hits a player hits something but at least he's just not afraid to just be like just take it you know if it bounces back whatever um or misses but I think we need more of that. And just the way they've been playing, the way they their their passing has been, you know, Red has been leading that, I feel like, and Coco, just the way they see the gaps, they see the players just opening up. Um, it's just nice to watch. And I feel like Ben and um at this time, at this uh far in the season has been I feel like everybody's finally starting to know how everybody plays with each other and they understand I guess what Ben is trying to create of that more passing game more um play it a little bit you know get it get the get the wings going get it more wide and try to look in um which is nice to see you know we've talked about Nagamura and what he tried to bring and it was just not gonna I guess um work it with didn't him. work yeah, it didn't it, work. It, 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 it wasn't, wasn't, like, wasn't going to work. It just didn't work. You know? Yeah, like the vision was sent there. The plan was there, just 
the execution failed. Yeah. But with Ben now, it looks like he knows how to either convey everything to the players so they actually make good decisions. Um, and it's working so far. I mean, eight goals in two games, yeah. in less than three days Crazy. apart. I mean, that's that tells you that the team's really improving. And we get to see Real Salt Lake again this weekend. Yeah. And it's um, funny because so that's, that's you, mentioned, be you mentioned the eight goals in two games. I mean, we, the Dynamo had to score like one or two goals in like eight games. So, you know, it's good to see them finally kind of finding the uh, the back of the net for sure. But, yeah, you know, you after Herrera scored, there's also that questionable call of, you know, Corey Bear scores. To me, you know, looking at it right away, I was like, there's no way. Why are, you know, they're calling an offside? And, and you know, you even asked me, like, man, I haven't even seen the, the replay again. But it just, it, it to me, it's a non-call. It makes no sense. You know, Chicho Arango is on the, uh, you know, on the inner side, I guess, of the play. So the one who's offside is Corey Barry. I don't know how they're saying that he's pushing Chicho to, like, let, you know, Coco be onside. It make no sense. You know, it's basically the opposite and and that that just didn't seem like a clear enough foul or offside call for me at least i mean unless there was like a, a angle that they didn't show on tv um you know i don't know but to me that was a clear goal that should have been 2-0 uh, for the dynamo uh, going into the into halftime and you know for how good i i mentioned the rso you know doing they just were you know a shadow of themselves and we know obviously the game ends up getting tied, you know, in the 64th minute by by uh, RSL. The match goes on to extra time. Um, you know, possession for the Dynamo was just almost 70% of the ball was theirs. 30 shots total. Um, I believe 14 shots on target, 10 or sorry, 10 on target. So it's it just crazy the, the the work rate that the Dynamo were doing. And me being able to not make the game and having to watch it from home uh, made me, compared to you, man, I guess I got to enjoy it or actually probably be even more into the game. And knowing the history that, you know, following the Dynamo, you know that there's a collapse happening, right? That's that's kind of like the PTSD that we have as Dynamo fans, how, you know, okay, the game is tied 1-1. This is not going to end well. You know, that that's, it leads you to believe that way. And but even with Houston just Especially having so those, many those opportunities. Back passes. Huh? <laughs> those back passes, man. Yes. Well, and when and they I was were just... starting to like I guess feel cornered and they kept, you know, RSL was trying to pressure as much as they could. They kept trying to pass back back. And it was just like those one touch back passes, either to Tarbell, either just to the defense in general. And I'm just like, oh man, you guys are making me so nervous. Like you guys are about to lose it. Well, you know? And and those passes, but I was gonna say, how many you know opportunities were missed too? After Ibrahim Ali, you came in, yeah, two or three. They did. Oh, it was just yeah. like, dude, toe kick it in, you know, yeah. dude. And and it wasn't happening. I mean, there was for sure two that he was right in front of goal. One that he and completely with that just yeah. And and so that that was aggravating because you could see how good the Dynamo were playing. You could see that opportunities were getting created. And you missed like three big chances, you know, to make it to, you know, increase the lead, the, the lead. So, again, it just added on more pressure. I'm like, my God, like I've seen this story before. I've seen it and bad for the Dynamo. 
one one thing I would say though about RSL, not saying that you know obviously they've been doing pretty well in their season, especially like you mentioned, Chicho Arango arrived, but they were like, I don't know if it was the heat, I don't know if you know maybe they've been taking a light at training. I mean, the last time they played, I think was against LAFC for the League's Cup, and they right. didn't have a game in the weekend like we did, but. They just looked dead out there after 30 minutes. They just seemed like they couldn't get it together. You know, I think the the water break and all that, that kind of helped get a little bit, you know, finish that the half. But they just felt like I, we kept seeing them and they're like, dude, these guys are just don't look in shape or they're not keeping up with, you know, props yeah, to. And I definitely to, think um, it was. Ben and the Dynamo that they kept, you know, holding on or, you know, like looking fit. But RSL. Looked like they were really struggling out there. For sure, for sure. And I think I think it's definitely the the weather, you know. The the heat was definitely something he still was able to take advantage of to an extent. But you could also see, and I'm sure you were there right in front of it, towards the end of it, you know, obviously we know Hector Herrera, he's your, you know, your captain, the uh, pivotal piece in the lineup. And for him to come out, I mean, you could see why. I mean... Towards the end of his time there, he was it was like he's dragging his feet. His passes were not as accurate as the, they were in the beginning. So, I mean, it doesn't matter, you know, for Houston, obviously. And you go to extra time. So that on 30 more minutes, you know, to a game that you already thought 90 minutes in when the, you know, the game looked to be over for Houston, possibly. Um, it, knowing that you're going to play another 30 minutes, it's, it's crazy. It's really crazy, man. Yeah, and I mean they managed to pull through, which you know that especially the, with the whole red car incident. That this, you know, I don't complain as much as like the officiating as a lot of people do, but in this case, the linesmen and the main and the center ref, they were just not. Um, well, you guys it? were right in front of it when it happened too, huh? Yeah, yeah, we were right there, but they were, they were not in unison. You know, they were not communicating well. Um, and I think the crowd influenced the ref in a couple decisions. But, you know, there were things that they were so obvious. I mean, the when Coco got pushed by the goalkeeper um, yeah. in the second half, that was a clear – like, Coco's outside the 18. The linesman's right there. He was trying to tell something to the main ref. Obviously, the, the crowd got pretty loud, so he couldn't hear him over the the little communication thing. But that's at least... I don't know. I mean, at least the yellow for the goalkeeper. I mean, you're touching another player that's in your face. That's like... that. You can't just let him go off by like, oh, there's no foul, there's no anything. Like, okay, what? well, then don't push him. You know, or if not, give the yellow to Coco because he's interfering with the goalkeeper. But he wasn't. He was literally on but, you top know, of the team. At the end of the day, that red card, it was already like, you know, the game was basically over. Coco had scored. So my question to you is, how good was Coco, man? Obviously, we, we've been asking for Coco to take over. Uh, we know that he's great in transition. He's not the most creative player. He's not the more skillful player when it comes to, like, you know, juking people or why not, like a, like a number 10 per se. But... He breaks you with the vision. He breaks you with the passing. But I think we had been asking Coco to do what he did on that goal. 
you know, to be able to find a little bit of open space and, and not being afraid to hit. And I think Coco started to shoot, and I don't know about you if you saw it this way, but I felt like Coco started to shoot when he started to get tired, you know? Like, he wasn't going to make that that long strike towards goal, so I felt like he was finally letting it rip. And it was great because it worked that, that goal, man. I mean, that's basically what it was, you know? He kind of moved a little, got an open opportunity, and hit that so good. So good to see Coco score, man. Yeah, I mean, that 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 could have been a factor for him to, you know, or to start shooting more than trying to dribble through. Because that was one thing that we were seeing a lot. It was a lot of almost inside the six, you know. I mean, I'm exaggerating, but almost inside the six, um, um, giving goes, one, twos, you know. And I'm like, dude, somebody just hit it. like. And at some point, we're just thinking, like, man, just hit it from, like, eight, you know, 20, 25 yards out. Um, you know, Coco was able to get a nice shot in and just the movement that, uh, Coco brings, you know, like when Herrera and Coco are on the field, I feel like they know exactly how they like to play because just the movement between both of them, either to pull people off the wingers or just, you know, to create more space or just simply to get open. And there was one play that I really like that Herrera was looking at, I want to say it was Dorsey at that time on the wing, and Coco was in the middle. And I just see t- uh, Coco take off, and I'm like, oh, that's a perfect ball for Coco. But Herrera was looking at Dorsey, and the defenders were looking at Dorsey because they're like, oh, he's going over there. And then he just threw balls it right through Coco. And I'm like, damn, see, like, that's the vision, that's the the tactic of both Herrera and Coco being in the same page of like, hey, right. I'm gonna make this run behind this guy. Dorsey's pulling the the uh the mark and he was you know wide open. I don't think well, I mean, and that you know that's what that ended up in because we've had this conversation, right? I mean I don't want to bring that whole debate of like where to place Coco, whether he's a 10, whether he's a wing. But I feel that in this game we finally saw, you know, Ami Basi and Coco kind of find find a place in the team, if that makes sense. Like they both excel. Uh, you know, they you know, mess I mean Messi. <laughs> Basi's better than Messi. Basi um got three assists, three assists, sorry. And then obviously Coco got a goal, played very well. But it's good to finally see both of those guys because at one point it was hard to figure out where they would play together well because at times you would put Coco as a 10 and Basi would get lost on the wing you put uh you know Basi as a 10 and Coco gets lost on the wing so I feel like there's a little bit more freedom um from maybe Ben Olsen you know allowing them to do a little bit more of just rotating and being you know kind of changing uh, areas or, or not necessarily positions, but just moving around on the field at where they found themselves uh, with open space to be able to be effective. I, and that's kind of what, what I got out of that game. I mean, but I think essentially Coco ends up being an eight. Like the way he plays, he's just really, you know, box to box, um, really good in the defensive side of things when he's playing to track back, to cut, you know, passes, to make sure, you know, the the team's not advancing as much in the defensive side. But honestly, like, he just 
goes more inside and I feel like that's what he feels comfortable and I'm sure Ben's like hey I'm just putting a line up this is kind of what it looks like because when you look at it the wings with um the well left backs right backs they are the ones doing all the pushing up the crossing for the most part yeah the you know you do yeah. get Quinones who does pretty well you know Barrett obviously goes mostly on the outside as well but that allows Coco to play more inside and with Herrera in a way. I feel like it just keeps shifting to Basi. I think he's more like a nine, false nine, if anything. But it works, you know. I, I like not playing with, I guess, a true forward. Sure. And this is, I guess, what people don't understand about Sebas and Ben and being like, oh, why is he not playing this guy? Why is he not playing RDP? Because it doesn't work with the system. It worked with this system. You yeah. know, if they bring a really good false nine into the Dynamo, that Dynamo could potentially be one of the best teams. Just yeah. because they already have everything else. They might lack a little bit here in defensively-wise, you know, bring a good center back, somebody with experience, somebody that can command the back line. Um, but as far as the midfield goes and the wings, I feel like they're starting to everybody... Uh, find their position, find their role, and it's working. I mean, I, I like what uh, Ben has done with the team so far. Hopefully, you know, he can get us that trophy that everybody's desperately waiting on again. Yeah. And uh, and we can get that playoff push as well. Yeah, and obviously Caicedo, you know, ends up scoring the third goal. Basically, the game was already over, and he just put the seal stamp of approval to get Houston into the final against Inter-Miami. Uh, and, you know, I guess it was great because playing Miami automatically gives Houston a spot in the CONCACAF Champions Cup. So they're already right there. You know, you already know that you have international play coming up next season. That's great. It's great for the team because that has to uh, push, you know, the front office to create even more depth for the team, knowing that you have more competitions to be a part of and. I mean, the exposure is great. Being Having that opportunity to play that tournament is great. But again, that's next season. We can't really worry or talk too much about it. We don't even know, you know, what uh, teams are going to be drawn for the Dynamo. But at the end of the day, you know, you get to, you win this match and it takes you as a final, again, against Miami, sorry, um, with Lionel Messi whose team looked like they were out themselves in their matchup against NC. And, you know, just the way that Lionel Messi is going to do it, a little bit of magic. One phone call to extend the game, nine more <laughs> minutes, ten it's more minutes. The, it was really right, the until Inter-Miami scores. Yeah. Um, we'll, 90 plus we'll stop 10, basically. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, just add a couple more minutes. But you know what? At the end of the day, you know, the opportunity is there. The, the most talented player on the field gets the ball, has a perfect cross. And we saw Campana like missed a wide open goal in League's Cup. So for him to get that header in the last minute, last second of the game to tie it up and take the game uh, to extra time is great. Then we see obviously uh, them scoring again and going to penalties. And they played a a hard-fought match, but, I mean, this matchup, Houston against Miami, man, has been one that at least us Houston fans have been kind of wanting. You know, League Cup came short, uh, the Dynamo not beating Charlotte, but but now we get to see Houston against Miami. 
Uh, September 27, I believe it's One probably going to be like a 7.30 kickoff, oh. man. Uh, our time? Yeah, time. I think our, our time, time is going to yeah, be our time's 7.30. Gonna be eight. Or maybe 8.30. I think over here it's going to be 8.30. Over there should be 7.30. No, then it's 6.30 here then. If it's 7.30 over there, then it's 6.30 oh, here. Yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. It's probably going to be 7.30. Maybe. Like play a late game. Yeah, just so true. everybody can watch it. But yeah, um, you gotta, you gotta think about those East Coast, I mean West Coast people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but no, man, I mean it's fantastic. I think it's great for Houston. I, I, I mean, you hope you want as a fan. I want them to win that trophy, uh, for sure. I mean, more more trophies than than any other Texas team helps for sure. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those that. So great. Sucks that it's in Miami because tickets are going to be up the wazoo. I think uh, the uh, supporters were saying that there's only about 100 tickets allocated to them. And I believe they start like at 150 or 190. I don't know. But it's not going to be cheap, man. I mean, if you're you're planning to go, you're able to find tickets, man. Ho- go have fun. Go support it's the gonna team. There's going to be everything else around there, too. I mean, I feel like hotels are going to be crazy. Oh, yeah. Your fl- I looked at flights and flights were cheap. And now they're not. Like, I looked again earlier today, and out of nowhere, they got a bump because obviously everybody's buying them. And, and you know, like, just to get out there, especially like Southwest or something like that, they're they're not cheap, man. They're not cheap. Um, <laughs> just but, but it's crazy because I was talking about why probably we won't go. Uh, jokingly, we had uh, Don Garver, the commissioner for MLS, was was in town showing off the uh, the new Houston Dynamo headquarters which is literally across the street from the stadium really good for them for the workers there obviously because i think for the longest time i mean i think since the beginning of the time they've been at george r brown for you know since since they've moved at least to the stadium in Edo. so it's been a long time coming and now they they're in that position but the joke was like hey man are you gonna fly some of the media guys <laughs> to cover the game you know, it's just kind of like, can we go on the private planes? Uh, you know, jokingly. But, but Rodrigo, you know, you and me are going to be at the Sporting Kansas City match that Saturday before the game. That seems man. weak now. <laughs> like, it does damn. seem weak. <laughs> we should have picked the so other weak. one. <laughs> like, damn it. Technically, we can still get refunds through Southwest. I think. Hey, we, we can. You know what? We can look into it. We can definitely. Look. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, but yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, I'm I'm just hoping they win. If if I'm able to go for some reason, I told my wife about it. I hope it it's a good game. Like, you know, yes. I, I just want it to be the Dynamo can win and bring a trophy. Yeah, in you don't want them to get smoked. I want to keep. Like, yeah, I want to keep Ben around. I feel like him winning a trophy will keep him around sure. longer than you know, and actually fulfill all his potential that he can probably bring to the team. But at the same time, yeah, I don't want to get destroyed like a 4 0, 5 0, because everybody's going to be watching. Everybody's going to be watching. (laughs) It's going to be, you know, they're at home, full stadium, kind of, you know, it's different environment altogether. But I think Houston has a shot, man. I think Houston has been playing well. Now they can keep the momentum. You know, they still have a month. Yeah, exactly. I think they have like five games actually before that. Six? No. More than that, actually. They have one, two, three, four, five, six games before that game. So, 
I mean, there's a lot of games to play still, you know, before that final. A lot of things can happen, injuries, you know, things like that that happen in the game. So um, it's really hard to think ahead right now. So because of that, I'm just going to cut it into RSL. Obviously, Houston's going to be playing RSL at RSL. It has to suck for Real Salt Lake, you know, after, you know, the the meaningful match per se was the one to get into the final. So um, Houston does not do great playing on the road. Um, I hope we see some of the main players get some rest because they really need it because it's going to start kicking off. You get RSL on Saturday, then you play on Wednesday at home. Columbus actually will have tickets for that game uh, for the Columbus match. So keep an eye out too for, for a giveaway on that. And then they play the second, they'll play LA. So basically in a span of two weeks, you get four games. So plenty of games for Dynamo. I think rest is essential, especially like players like Hector Herrera who give everything out, Coco give everything out. So we need those guys fit. Another guy that we didn't even mention, Arthur. Arthur had a fantastic game. He was just cleaning everything. It, It was incredible. But, you know, players like that, we, the depth is not necessarily the best for us. It's getting better compared to other years. You know, people are actually kind of stepping up. So just just hoping that Houston is able to get some points that RSL would be great. But the chances are kind of low for me. But, Rodrigo, man, what are your thoughts on RSL? Maybe your prediction and uh, yeah. I feel it's going to be I feel like it's going to be a heated game, especially because the way it ended with the whole fight, the whole red car, um, them losing, you know, missing out on on a final. I thought it was going to be a heated game. I I understand that, you know, you want to rest players. You want to keep those players that play, I guess, the longer um, minutes, uh, give them some rest, which is fine. But at the same time, you got to remember, we're still trying to make playoffs. We still yeah. have a decent amount of away games that we're not good at going away. Um, right. And if you're going to win one of the remaining games, I feel like this is, has to be one of them, at least to give us more of a chance than when we come, you know, to um, Shelly Stadium to actually get the win. Because I feel like the way the schedule is looking, it's going to be tough to win those away games. And we only we would at least need one or two. I feel like this would be one of them, especially now that their morale might be a little bit low. Um, RSL's morale will be a little bit low. And Dynamo can take full advantage of that. You know, sure, get some fresh legs in, but keep that same, kind of like a, a round two, you know, just keep the same momentum they had on Wednesday night and, and hopefully they can get another win. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, I, I, at the end of the day, you want to see them continue to get points because like the meeting today, you know, talking, especially hearing from, you know, majority owner Ted Siegel mentioning, it's great that we made the, you know, the U.S. Open Cup final. It's great that we went further than maybe a lot of people thought in League's Cup. But at the end of the day, the main objective for us is to make the playoffs. So, you know, when you have a game, with three important points, you need to get those three points or, you know, get however many points are available. So I, I don't think that Ben Olsen is going to be a guy that's going to say, well, this is a loss type of thing, you know, 
there he's gonna fight for it he's gonna set up his team um well or at least attempt to now if he needs to tweak it then obviously we'll see modifications uh to the game itself you know um he has proven that uh he's able to adapt and you know change the overall tactics of the game as needed even though he will play you know similar lineups but um rodrigo will have plenty of time to talk about miami houston we'll got plenty of time to talk about the next coming game man but if you can tell the people how they can connect with us man yeah i uh like always, you guys can get in touch with us on IG and Twitter at Bayou City Soccer. Uh, you can find Rudy at Rudy Segura 3. You can find me at Rodrigo Segura 01. Our boy Christian, who's not here with us, but he's usually, I want to say, 99% of the time with us. Uh, you can find him at Chris Putalias. And for anything, all the content, everything we share, on our social medias, you can always go to biocitysoccer.net. Um, yeah, just message us, rate us. I don't know, whatever Rudy said earlier. <laughs> and feel free to close uh, it out, dude. But yeah, with that, guys, we appreciate you guys listening. Thank you, Houston fans. And remember to always hold it down and keep it forever orange. Oh.